When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to another episode of Buckets and Breakdowns. I'm Tim Livingston with your host, the man that you're really here to see, Coach Thomas Scott T. How are you? Tim, I'm good, man. How you doing? I'm doing well in my uh, my really weird green room with odd pottery behind me. And Thomas is now coaching for the G League Unite. He's in, can I say where you are? Can I disclose your location? A disclosed location. In the An Bay undisclosed area. location in the Bay Area that may or may not be <laughs> a part of a, you know, a former NBA player that I love, um, who I know a little bit and that Thomas is friends with. Might be part of that, that man's <laughs> abode. Is that too revealing? Uh, you know, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, you know, just happy to be back with another episode for all the basketball fanatics, basketball junkies, hoopers, coaches, just basketball fans everywhere. Uh, and talk about some of the, the young players just on their path, going through their journey, facing a little bit of adversity, but still look very promising and, and, and showing great moments uh, that they belong in this league and then they're still going to be future stars in the NBA. So, you know, Tim, I'm ready to get after it, ready to talk about this game I love, and let's get to it. You always are. And let's start with the first one, Jalen Suggs, rookie out of Gonzaga, played one year for the Zags, and now yeah. he's one of – he's in a very crowded guard field. I don't know if that's a term. Um, I'm thinking crowded backfield with running backs. He's with a lot of other young guards in Orlando mm-hmm. trying to stand out. T, take us through Jalen Suggs, what you've seen from him so far, where he's at, what he's doing well, and what he needs to improve. Well, you know, Kay, uh, I'm sorry, Jalen, he's, he's got confidence, man. And, um, you know, he's, he's trying to make some plays. He's, I think he's doing what the coaches are asking him to do. Uh, I think he's still just kind of getting his feet wet in the NBA. But really what he does – you know, well, he, he uses his body well. He gets downhill. You know, he can make some shots here and there. He takes shots. I think he still has to work on uh, making more shots, but he reads lanes well, as you see here in this clip. Like, you know, he's able to read your feet. Uh, and if you give him an opening for an angle, he's going to take advantage of that. You know, he's not uh, lacking any confidence shooting, even if he's, you know, missing few. Uh, he's still going to take the next one with confidence and he believes he's going to make it. But I think he does a good job just using his body, uh, his his foot speed to, to get where he wants to go and just has a good overall feel of how to play. But just like young rookies, sometimes they make some mistakes or, you know, sometimes consistency. Uh, it, it could be an issue, but I, I can tell you he, he's not lacking any confidence. That's for sure. Quick first step, too. Um, and I like what you say about him taking angles. He's got an advanced feel for the game, high IQ, and he's a really very exciting player for Magic fans next to Cole Anthony, 
another very exciting player. Man, I, um, I love his game, man. And also, you know, got to think that they still don't have uh, Fultz playing right now. Uh, so, you know, he's probably missing out on learning a few things from him and then maybe gaining a couple assists uh, to him and, you know, just somebody else opening the floor to make his game easier. So, for sure. Orlando's an interesting team. I think Jonathan Isaac's still out. They're finally yeah. giving Mo Bamba some minutes, which is exciting. Um, seven foot, 10 inch wingspan. Mm-hmm. Very, very large man. And so, right. yeah, you could play. They could go, you know, like small D1, put Bomba in the middle and have four guards around him. Exactly. And, you know, this is this is one of those teams that I have fun watching at home, uh, league pass. Uh, you know, seeing Wendell Carter is another guy I think that has a lot of potential. He's playing pretty well right now. And Cole Anthony, man, he's just he's uh, he's just so fun to watch, man. I've been a fan of his for a while. I love how he hoops and gets right to it. I love guys that get right to it. But as you can see, like right there, Suggs, he's just – you open the legs up, he took the lane. No help there, I'm taking it. Just – he's good at reading basketball. I just think he needs to get better at taking care of the ball. Uh, sometimes turns it over a little bit too much. Like right now he's averaging like three and a half uh, turnovers in the game. Uh, but also three and a half assists. So he's trying to make the right plays and passes. He's playing with his head up, but he's got to learn when is the time to shoot, when's the time to pass, and when's the time to go all the way and get the foul. Yeah, high basketball IQ, the game's moving a little fast from right now. It will undoubtedly slow down, which brings us to another guy who's always playing fast, and that's Davion Mitchell. And I know you love this guy, T. So take us through Davion Mitchell's game. What do you like about Davion? What's he doing well? What does he need to improve? Well, I mean, the nickname Off Night explains it all. I love players that have a nickname that really tells you exactly what their game is about. He's trying to lock people up. He's scrappy. He's king scrap out there, and he's not running from any fade. And what I mean by fade, any challenge from anybody. is you see, he's gotten up, locked up, uh, uh, Donovan Mitchell a little bit in moments. It's hard to contain these guys for 48 minutes. He's, he's playing about 20-something minutes, 27 minutes a game. But he's not running from the challenge. He's guarding Damian Lillard. He's contesting shots. He's moving his feet. He's bodying up. He's not giving up any space. And then he's playing quick with his hands. His feet, his hands, his anticipation defensively. Man, getting over pick and rolls, it just reminds me of Gary Payton. And he's like a coach that every a player that every coach would uh love to have i mean a winner he plays winning basketball and sometimes when you play winning basketball it means you're being selfless and you're not being uh really too concerned with your stats how many points you have how many assists you have you're just focused on the task at hand making the right play so defensively i think he's elite and it's very rare to have a young player come into the nba and really command so much respect and cause so many problems on the defensive end. That's always, for the most part, a lot of young guys' issue is learning how to play NBA defense, team defense, the rotations, uh, on-ball defense, uh, fighting through screens. Like, those things have been a knock on a lot of guys, but not him. You know, with him, I think uh, his offense is going to get much better. It's not bad at all. And uh, – I just say that because some people just may miss the game and they just look for the stats and you see, oh, he only had eight points or nine points or whatever it may be. But 
He's doing things that are making a difference to help a team win. They're five and five. They're 500, eight seed in the West, right? And, you know, he's he's more of a mature uh, rookie. He's 23 years old. Uh, he's a guy that's won high school, uh, college, uh, summer league, you know, and now he's, he's on a team Sacramento that needs a turnaround and they picked a winner. And I think, you know, this kid uh, – to be able to come in and play behind uh, uh, my man, uh, Swiper Fox, De'Aaron Fox, and and to be able to learn, compete with him, make him better in practice by guarding him, and then come in and play free uh, off the bench and, and, and get guys like Buddy Hield the ball and Halliburton and just kind of fit in and work in that rotation and Harrison Barnes and not coming in you know, trying to go for 30 or 40 or whatever it may be, but really just take advantage of the plate at hand. Uh, he can improve his shot. It's not bad. There's nothing mechanically that looks ridiculous with his shooting, but he can be better at, at, at knocking down shots. Uh, but I think that will come in time. I think it will come in time. And I got a really interesting comp that either – I want to hear your thoughts on you might agree with it and or you might – absolutely ripped me to shreds and kicked me off the show permanently. <laughs> um, but Davion Mitchell, in my eyes, he ha- he as a, he's like the Draymond Green, but a guard. And what I mean by that, obviously it's really about the little things that they do. Draymond can guard all five positions. He can handle guys in the post who got six inches on him and just absolutely dominate them down there. Davion is an on-ball defender who can guard anybody. They're different, but they're the same. Right. Davion doesn't need to score 25 points to have a really good plus minus at the end of the game. He can improve the game in a lot of ways. Exactly. It's winning basketball. And there's some guys in the history of the game that he reminds me of. And some guys, you know, just because they're defenders, they don't get their names in the bright lights. But one guy that's very popular that we all love is the glove, Gary Payton. You know, somebody young that came into the game, you know, just with tenacity. And then there's other guys, as you may know, uh, Marcus Banks, who's a guy that I know very well. Uh, Gary Payton, no, uh, Allen Iverson and Gilbert Arenas have both openly said that, that that he was their toughest matchup, the hardest guy to score on. And, you know, like I said, Marcus Banks may be a name that people don't really know, but those that know, if you know, you know. Uh, you know, so so guys like that, Lindsey Hunters, those dudes like got up and tried to guard you and make you have a, a problem the whole night. The Tony Delks, those type of dudes, man. And the fans love seeing those type of players get after it. And, and it's contagious when you have a guy, especially your point guard, who's the head of your snake uh, on defense, just causing so many problems. It makes you want to step your game up. And so he's got a contagious defensive energy that I think will translate to the rest of the team. And Luke Walton and, and the Kings, I think they stole one right here early on. I think so too. And no offense to Pat Beverly, but I mean, my guess is if you ask the top 15 point guards, or at least the 10 that have played Davion Mitchell, they would all say that they'd much rather have a night with Patrick Beverly than Davion. I'm sure Simon Plus, I, I, and again, is, is Pat Beverly an overrated defender? That's a question for you, Thomas, not me. And I don't want to throw you under the bus in this episode, Pat, so we'll move on. Yeah, I don't think he's overrated. You know, I just – I think he has his ways to get under people's skin. 
that may not be by the book. Uh, but to me, with defense, regardless, first and foremost, it's about like your heart and energy, like an effort, like to want. It has to bother you that somebody's really trying to score on you repeatedly. It has to. It's not today. That's the mentality. Not today. Like, so I think it's it's has to do with just your your overall personality, the type of heart you may have deep down inside to just have that effort of, no, you're not scoring. First off, I'm going to get everything I want on the other end, but you're not getting nothing on me. So, yeah. you know, that's how I see it. Love it. Um, well, that takes us to a, a really unique guard. We've talked about the Gary Payton, Gary Payton 2.0 potentially. That's a big comparison, although I think anyone who's watched Davion Mitchell play would say it's valid. We've talked about Jalen Suggs and the shades of his game. Kate Cunningham is unique. Mm -hmm. um, we were talking before the show. I think when they drafted Cade Cunningham, they thought, oh, this is Luka Doncic 2.0. Big, strong, physical guard. Isn't super quick, but can create space, create his own shot, bully people down low. What do you think about Cade Cunningham so far? What are your thoughts, T? Well, you know, I think he's having a little bit of issues uh, early on, uh, just kind of uh, just being a number one pick and everything that comes with the number one pick. Uh, and I don't know if it's just getting to him. I don't think he's lacking any confidence in his ability. I mean, it's really just glaring that he needs to be able to knock down the three point shot a little bit better. Um, but that your game doesn't have to be based on how you shoot. There's other ways you can make an impact offensively. Um, you know, honestly, he's had, you know, some 0 for 9, 0 for 5, 1 for 7 from the three, but I would just love for him to get like, 10 to 12 free throws a game, right? It, and just get downhill on people, use his body, slow down, continue to play with his eyes up, but really just take advantage of what your superpower is. You're a big guard, combo guard, like right there. He put his body into James, carved the angle, got a layup. You know, these these type of things I think he, he needs to pride himself on and not put too much pressure on uh, his shot. But I do feel like if a guy is going to continue to shoot, even though he's 0 for 4, 0 for 5, over 6, over 7, over 8, he has confidence that he can make those shots. And at some point, those shots are going to start falling, and he's going to make everybody that's talking bad about him look like idiots. Uh, we've seen it in, in college. We've seen what he's able to do. He's a combo guard right now, and he's sp spending time, spending time with Killian Hayes. They're going back and forth, two lottery guys. Uh, and they're young. Uh, they're struggling, obviously, um, as a team. So, honestly, just just has to go shake things off and keep playing and just play basketball. Uh, get downhill. Continue to try and find people. He's still got to get better at uh, taking care of the ball. There's almost three turnovers a game. But use your size. Use your length. Use your height. Let's get him in some situations where he can be successful. And I think Coach Casey knows what he's doing. Uh, I just think sometimes the, the, the younger guys, as they, they come in, they may need just a lap around the track, just yeah. a lap. And, and, and continue to put that work in before and after practice, seeing that ball go in. I said earlier that, um, you know, I would love for him to get, you know, more free throws a game because uh, what happens is you're basically practicing during a game, seeing the ball going through the net to get you a rhythm so when you're wide open, 
you're a little bit more comfortable taking shots. But as you see right there, breaking this man down, lay, clean lay. This this is, you see the potential. You see, look, he's shooting it from the logo. He can do it. All right. Uh, now it's probably more so about the judgment of when to take those type of shots. But at the end of the day, man, I still feel like Kate is a stud. I'm not, I'm not knocking him. He's got to improve. He's got to work. But he may be the late bloomer. Even though he's the first-round pick, I don't think he's a bust. I think he's got something. He can probably improve some foot speed. Um, but, you know, three turnovers a game, almost three assists. Uh, you know, we can, we can get better in that department. He needs to continue to watch a lot of film, see what's working, watch other guys. There's a lot of teams that run the same type of offenses and see what those guys are doing that is uh, making them to be successful in the same situations that you're being put in in the game and mimic it. So we were talking about this before the show as well. The supporting cast in Detroit, I mean, that is just a – no offense to Detroit Pistons. They're all way better at basketball than I am. That's a really bad team. Jeremy Grant's the only player averaging about 15 points a game. Cunningham's supporting cast is not very good. And he might be, to your point, one of those young quarterbacks who gets drafted to a – Peyton Manning was 1-15 his first year, right? Gets drafted to a really bad team, and then they add some pieces, and mm -hmm. he grows a little bit and absolutely blossoms in year two or three. I think Luca, again, who I think is – who a lot of people have in their mind, big physical guard, top mm -hmm. three draft pick, um, and I think it's a little unfair – to Kate, I think he deserves the full year to grow and improve. And I think to your point in two or three years, we're going to be laughing. He's going to be, I, to be fair, I don't think he's going to be a 25 point a game guy, but I think he'll be 18 and eight and like a, just a really good NBA player. And also if he, with his size, I mean, they could use him in a really interesting way. Um, you know, right. guarding the four, playing the one. Absolutely. I mean, you know, with, with him, I think uh, he has that type of potential to be a stat stuffer, you know, rebounds, being a big guard. You know, you just got to hang by that free throw line and get those long rebounds and push, you know. And so somebody that can uh, get some rebounds, it's a couple, maybe he's making some passes. Now, you got to remember an assist is only when a guy is charted when a guy makes the shot. He's probably finding guys and maybe guys are missing. So, you know, some shots start going in. Now you're looking at, oh, wow, he's averaging about seven assists, eight assists, like you said, and now he's throwing in about six, seven uh, rebounds and, you know, 15 plus, 18 plus. And you're like, okay, there's something there. But at the same time, they're young. They're trying to figure it out. I don't think that the supporting cast is terrible. I just feel like when you're the number one pick, most likely you're going to go to a team that really needs you. And, and they need a lot more other things, too. So uh, it's an experience uh, that he's he's gaining that's going to be great for the future of his career. But it's also sometimes you got to get hit in the mouth a little bit and you got to be like, OK, now when the summer hits or before practices or after practices, you're willing and you want to put more time in, you know, to give your team the best chance to compete and win games. So. It's it's a marathon. That's what people I think fans don't understand. This thing is a marathon. And if you're really a Pistons fan, uh, 
you got to be locked in for that and you got to give it a chance. And I think they'll figure it out. I think he'll figure it out. It's a lot of competition in the East right now, I think. But, hey, man, this is what it is. You're the number one pick. What can can you do? How are we going to turn this thing around? And we have faith that you can help us do it. So I feel like Kay Cunningham, I'm not giving up on you. Just keep working and try to see that ball going through the net a little bit. Hey, Thomas, you're a nicer man than I am. I see Kelly (laughs) Olenek in a lot of those clips, which makes me believe that the Detroit Pistons are not a very good team. Oh, you don't like Kelly Olenek? Kelly Kelly looked like he's a really integral part of that offense, right? I mean, on the Heat, he he was standing 28 feet away from the rim and occasionally just – got the ball and got to shoot it on that on the Pistons. I mean, they're running the high pick and roll through Kelly. I don't know. I don't know. I guess well, Kelly can pop. Play. He can space the floor and he can make passes, man. So you get the stretch big so that Cade and, and, and Killian Hayes have more room to get to the paint. hundred percent. And you got to <laughs> remember, I'm just, a, I'm, I will say this because we're allowed to, I'm an asshole. You're a nice person. Everybody in the NBA is an amazing basketball player with incredible strengths, Kelly Olenek included. However, looking at that roster, Kate Cunningham really needs to turn into Luka Doncic overnight for the Pistons to have any chance of getting near 500. Maybe this year. Maybe this year that may be what it has to be. But, man, you got to – if you're a true fan, you appreciate these times. I, 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 I was at the Lakers when, you know, it was tough. It was rough. You know, they win a championship. You appreciate that as a as a fan. You got to go through it. They've been going through it for a long time. I get it. They've been going through it for a long time. But I still believe that this guy, K, has a chance to really be special in this league and for the Detroit Pistons organization. That's a great thing to remember, right? Because, Cade, as a fan, when you see those little those little things and when you see them as a coach – when you know that they're there and you see them developing, that should make Pistons fans really optimistic yep. for Cade Cunningham. You just want to see it. When you see the the moments, the great moments that happen, you just want to see it more consistently, right? Yeah. You just want to see it more consistently. And he's young. He'll figure it out. He's mature. He, You know, he's going to figure it out. I know he's going to figure it out. Well, there you heard it here first. Or actually, maybe you didn't. Probably heard it somewhere else. Yeah, well. I, I don't want to be one of those guys like, oh yeah, you know, Coach Scott was the one that said uh, he wasn't going to pan out. He was, he was this that. No, no, I'm rolling. I'm, I'm, I'm pro player. Okay, I'm rolling. I think he's got a chance to still be special. It's early. It's I, early. Hey, it's early. I agree with. I agree with you. And anybody who doesn't agree with you, hey, they probably think Kelly Olynyk's a great player. So they're just okay. I know. Hey, my man, Dan, my man, Daniel, the, the Olenek Clinic, he said. Our producer, Daniel, in the notes, Olenek the Clinic. Oh, man. <laughs> Kelly, I'm sorry. Please tune in to Balls Life content um, continuously. Kelly, I'm really sorry. This is not – our relationship should not be over or severed because of this episode. Um, I'm rolling with you, Kales. <laughs> Thomas, this was so much fun. I love talking basketball with you. Learned a lot in this episode, as always. Any other closing thoughts on any of these three guys, Cunningham, Suggs, Davion? Did we miss anything or we hit all the points? No, I think we we hit everything. I just think these guys have to continue to play with confidence and understand that this is a marathon. And then also continue to try and get 
to the rim, like and uh, get get to the line, get your rhythm going, seeing that ball going through the net at the free throw line, but also just play within the confines of of the structure that's there, right? The freedom in the structure that's there uh, within the offense. And listen, just make the right play and defend. It, 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 those those things right there. If you do those things, good things can happen. And just be consistent with your effort. Make the right play. There you go. Coach Scott, always a pleasure. For more Buckets and Breakdowns, you can find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks, guys. Peace out.